0: Well, a mainstream media outlet is mocking one of our good friends, calling him a uh, a doomsday uh, doomsday preacher. But is he really? Where where really do we see all of the doomsday stuff? We're going to talk about that and so much more on today's Peck Report. Hey, everybody. hope you are doing well. Uh, so for the next few Peck Reports, I'm going to be recording them in my kitchen because uh, for Skywatch TV, I, I'm working on a really big, really important project that I needed to use a lot of the equipment I have in my studio. Uh, so everything's just kind of all over the place in my house right now. But good things are coming, so keep your eye out uh, for Skywatch TV and specifically Defender Films a little bit later this year. Uh, We'll also be giving you more information on that, especially if you are a member, which is more and more important. It's increasingly important to become a member. Uh, We have been banned from YouTube for the foreseeable future. We don't know how long, but we have radically had to change the way that we do Daily Renegade because of that. Uh, You know, unfortunately, um, most of our traffic comes from YouTube. And before you start typing in the comments, I already know about BitChute and Brighteon and all of that. I already know all the alternate platforms. We are on all of them. Um, The problem is... Uh, so, so you don't have to tell us. We, we are already on all of them. The problem is a lot of those alternative platforms don't have a very large user base. So while we still are on them, we are using uh, their platforms and, and thankfully we haven't had any problems with censorship. Uh, but we really we really don't get much traffic from there. And it, it's certainly not enough to really get the word out about Daily Renegade. And um, But that's why we need you. That's why we need you to share these videos if you haven't had a chance, get a membership uh, because those those funds help the continuation of, of Daily Renegade and everything we do. Uh, and so we'll have some announcements in the future on how the website's going to run. Everything's going to run a little differently. Um, we are going to be creating a free uh, version of the website, free for everybody. So you'll get all of the free versions of the episodes that you've been getting, but you'll get it on DailyRenegade.com instead of YouTube. Um, if we use YouTube at all, if they even, I, I think they're probably going to delete our channel, but if we use them at all, it'll just be for a quick little one, two minute previews of, of our actual episodes because it's just, we, we really, YouTube ha, has made it very obvious they, they don't like us, they don't want us on their platform, uh, they don't want to work with us, and so we are going to, uh, we, we're, we're going to get out from under their boot um, so that's that's the plan. But for this to continue, for this to work, uh, we need prayers for sure uh, that that's the most important thing. And then um, to do everything that we, we need to do to, to to really be self-sufficient without YouTube. Uh, it's, it's going to take, um, it, it, it's going it, to, well, we'll just be honest. It's going to take a lot of money. So the more memberships that we can, uh, that, that, that we can get the better. Uh, also now is the time to get a membership. If you're going to, if you've been on the fence and just haven't really, uh, known if you wanted to, to try it out now is the time to do it because we might have to increase, uh, the price of membership without, because we don't have YouTube as an outlet anymore. And so we have to compensate for the lack of traffic. We're gonna we, we might have to, but that's the 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 rise in price will only be for new members, not existing members. So if you're already a member, if you're already paying a member, your price is gonna stay the same as as much as I can help it. I'm gonna do everything I can to make sure that happens. Uh, but for for new members, uh, the price uh, may go up very soon. so, Get a membership now. Now is the time to do it. All right, so let's get to uh, our stories for today. Crazy stuff happening, you know. Uh, the, all this talk about doomsday cults. Um, so Express, we've talked about Express before, and they seem completely obsessed with our with our good friend uh, Paul Begley. Um, I, I know Paul personally, uh, Pastor Paul Begley. He is a great guy. He's a good friend. I, I I really like this guy a lot. I believe him to be genuine. Um, and, you know, do I agree with every single thing he says? Probably not. But you're not going to find two Christians uh, anywhere in the world that agree on literally everything. But the thing with Paul that I really appreciate is uh, he really believes what, what he talks about. He believes what he preaches. He lives it. Um, and he gives good reasons for what, you know, for, for why he believes what he believes. He's a genuine guy. But what happens is unfortunately, uh, you know, mainstream media or, you know, like places like express, uh, they will take little clips of what he says and twist them out of context and try to make him sound like a crazy person. And, uh, and he's not, um, and you know, people do that to me too. And people do that to anybody who has any kind of audience, uh, that that where they they feel they can get clicks if they twist and misinterpret and take out of context things that we all say and that that's that's just gonna happen. So, but for some reason Express seems really focused on uh, Paul Begley because uh, th- we we've done pack reports before where they've smeared uh, Paul and and th- this has happened quite a bit. But who is the real Doomsday Cult? Where is the real Doomsday Cult? Because there is one. We're going to get to that in a minute, but first uh, let, let's see what they have to say. So, the article is "End of the World: Jerusalem Third Temple Fulfills Biblical Prophecy of End Times." Uh, there's nothing crazy about that. That is a uh, a very widespread, popular uh, uh, prophetic belief, uh, you know, it, uh, among m- many people who study eschatology. Uh, now, now with me, um, you know, the whole argument is: is it a literal third temple? That um, you know the book of Daniel, Revelation, all the prophetic texts in the Bible, uh, is it a literal third temple or is it is the third temple a metaphor for something else? That that's the argument, and I think both sides of that argument have strong points. I'm I lean toward the the literal end. I think it's going to be a literal third temple, but again, I'm not I'm not married to that. It, it's it's prophecy. It's stuff that hasn't happened yet, you know. So I think it's good to 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 know both views. And to keep both in mind and then just see how prophecy plays out. But there's nothing crazy about that. That that's that's a, a very common Christian belief. But of course Express is gonna make, make uh and that's all Paul's talking about, but Express is gonna make it sound like this is totally insane. Um, so it says the end of the world is said to follow the construction of a third Jewish holy temple in Jerusalem, according to some will be a prophetic sign of the biblical apocalypse. Uh, now that is pretty reductive. You know, we, we don't, we don't, we as Christians don't just say that the building of the third temple means the, that it's the end of the world. That that's really uh, reductive. Uh, now I, I guess, you know, if, if you take it, you know, to its conclusion, then there is a new heavens and new earth. But the, when you write "end of the world," most people have a certain view of what that is. You know, they 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 imagine the world like exploding or something. Christians don't believe that. Christians believe the world will continue on, but there's going to be significant changes, uh, and though, there there's different there's different phases. So uh, you know, in in the in the literalist view of the the third temple being rebuilt as a sign of prophecy, um, as a prophetic sign. Um, the, the the Christians who who follow that view will say that the third temple at some point is going to be rebuilt. Now, whether wherever you are on the rapture debate, you know that that can alter your your view of that. But somewhere around that time, either before or after uh, the rapture is going to happen. To some Christians, other Christians say there's not going to be a rapture. Uh, that's another thing I'm not married to. You know, it's I, I I think all possibilities have have strong points and weak points. It's important to keep open-minded i think about that but anyway uh but the the third temple is going to be rebuilt Uh, the antichrist is going to desecrate it um and and sometime after that jesus there's a lot of stuff in between that i'm skipping over but jesus is going to return uh and um you know set up his thousand year reign over the earth and then after that there's a new heavens and new earth that's created. That's that's typically the view. So it's not exactly like the end of the world, like the world's going to blow up. Uh, no, no one, no one thinks that. Well, some people do think that, but they're not Christians, and we'll we'll talk about that a little later. Uh, but but they're going to paint they're going to paint Pastor Paul Begley as like just some crazy doomsday or prophet guy, and I think they actually call him that. So continuing on, it says um, discussions of the end times approaching were sparked. Uh, in November 2018 in response to a letter penned by the Jewish Assembly of Rabbis known as Sanhedrin. Uh, Now, in terms of the Third Temple stuff, that's been going on for a really long time. So it did not just start November 2018. And certainly, even more broadly, like they say here, discussions of the end times approaching were sparked in November 2018. No, Christians have been saying that basically since, since... uh, Jesus was crucified. I mean, you know, Christians have been saying that for a long time. Every generation has thought that they were the last ones, and and usually, usually, uh, critics will use that and say, you know, well, every generation has said that they're last one. You know, what makes you any different? Well, maybe nothing. Maybe we are just one in a long line of generations that have believed that. But I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, I don't think that makes us foolish or stupid that every every generation has thought that they were the last one when it comes to Christian prophecy and stuff. I think we're supposed to think that. I think we're supposed to, uh, because it is true that that's, that's happened since the first century. And, you know, Jesus appeared to the apostles, and he never corrected anybody on that. I, I think that we need that urgency now. I think it can it can go really far off the deep end into foolishness. You know, if we start writing books like, you know, what was it, uh, ninety reasons why, or, or like eighty reasons why the the rapture is going to happen in nineteen eighty or what? You know, whatever it was. When we start when we start doing stuff like that and tra- trying to predict it and pinpoint it. That's where I think that's where we veer off into foolishness. But but to, but to look at current events and to say it kind of looks like these are some signs of end time stuff. I don't think that's foolish at all. Even if even if we're wrong about that, I think we need that urgency because what's more important? Is it more important to predict when the rapture is going to happen or to predict when Jesus is going to return, or is it more important to spread the gospel to all nations, uh, to spread the gospel to everybody? Now, if you and I would I would suggest that it's more important to spread the gospel. What's going to give you more urgency on that? Is it going to give you more urgency to know that, okay, uh, rapture could happen at any time. Jesus could return at any time. We could be the last generation. And because of that, we really need to get out there and move. Or if, it's, if Jesus gave us a date, let's say he said, it's not going to be until like the year 3000, so don't worry about it. Wouldn't we then kind of be a little bit more uh, apathetic and complacent about the whole spreading the gospel thing, you know, wouldn't we be like, well, Jesus isn't returning for a while. So, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to people about the gospel, but, but there wouldn't be that sense of urgency, you know, and it's not like we were lied to, you know, it's not good. Cause Jesus said, he, he, he said, nobody knows the day or hour. So that's the truth. We know that we don't know. <laughs> we, at least that's how we're supposed to act. But I think us thinking that this could be the last generation—that uh, is a sense of urgency. I think every generation needs. So I don't think that's a bad thing, and I don't think it makes us foolish. I think it, it motivates us to go and spread the gospel more. Um, doesn't mean again, it doesn't mean it's a lie. It's not deceptive at all because some people have said, you know, well, well that's just deceptive. It's, if that's not the last generation, then there's no deception in it because at the same time we also know that no one knows the day or the hour. We know that we don't know. At least we should. Uh so there there's there's nothing deceptive or wrong about it. We it, it's it's like it's like uh we don't know when we're gonna die. We don't know, and I think that, you know, that is more important to think about because you you could die five minutes from now. You, you you could die at this moment from a brain aneurysm. You you never know when that's gonna happen. And that should give you even more urgency, uh, to get out there and preach the gospel because you don't know how much longer you're gonna be here and and that person that you're thinking about spreading the gospel to you don't know how much longer they're going to be here you know you might be thinking well i'll give I'll, I'll give him a call tomorrow and talk to him about it he might not be here tomorrow you know i'll, I'll talk to my father-in-law uh you know when we see him next week I'll, I'll bring up the gospel then. you might not have next week now of course even with that there are times where the holy spirit will prompt you and you know motivate you to talk to that person right away and there are times where the Holy Spirit can, uh, can um, kind of say, you know, let, let's hold off for now and, and you know, let, get, give it some time and, you know, plant a seed for now and then let's work to sprout that later. So, you know, all of this you got to take into consideration. Um, but I just I don't think that it's foolish to think that we're the last generation, even though every generation has been wrong about that. You know, what's more important, being right about that or having the motivation to go spread the gospel? you know, I don't care anything about being right or wrong. You know, if I'm wrong, then then fine. I don't want to preach anything wrong to somebody, but 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 that's where we as Christians have to have humility and be honest about what we don't know. So in stuff that I don't know and I have an opinion about, I don't care about being wrong because as long as I say, uh, this is my opinion, this is what I think, don't know it to be a fact, but you know, I, I can kind of see it ending up this way. Um, then you're not, you're not deceiving anybody. You're sharing your opinions and your thoughts and and you're, you're, you're showing some humility about your own humanity. So when it comes to that kind of stuff, I I don't care if we're wrong on it. I I care that we use that motivation to go spread the gospel, uh, to, to everyone we know and to all nations. All right. But of course, places like express, they're not going to have those same, uh, motivations or values. They're going to think, that it's foolishness, uh, because we know what Scripture says about, um, you know, people who are who are lost, and and they they believe that uh, preaching of the the cross is foolishness. And my mouse just died. Oh no, it is connected again, so we're good. All right, uh, so uh so they're gonna they're gonna think that they're gonna mock us they're, they're gonna they're gonna mock paul begley they're gonna make him out, out to be a lunatic and he's not if you've ever met him many of you have because he speaks at a lot of these conferences and stuff i've i've done a few uh with him um uh, if, if you've if you've met him you know that he, he he's kind of eccentric he's, he's a fun guy to be around he he's uh he's excited and that, that's great he's got a, he's got a lot of passion uh but he, he's not a lunatic he's a really down-to-earth kind of guy uh, I, I could not say enough good stuff about him, but, um, but that, so that's going to be the motivations and, and because they know they're going to get clicks, they know express knows they can bash, uh, Paul Begley and it doesn't have to be accurate. And they know that, uh, they'll get clicks for that. And they, they likely aren't going to get sued. Uh, so, so they do this all the time and they seem really fixated on Paul for some reason. So it says, um, Jerusalem at the time was in the grips of a mayoral uh, election and the Sanhedrin urged both running candidates, uh, Ofer Berkovic and Moshe Lyon, to rebuild the temple. The first two holy temples of Jerusalem were constructed on the city's Temple Mount centuries ago, but were destroyed by the Babylonians and the Romans, respectively. The holy temple plays a crucial role in Jewish tradition and is uh, a central player in prophecies and tales, of course, they got to add that in there concerning the apocalypse, Prophecies and tales they, they have to throw that in there to make it sound like fairy tales like we're children. I mean that's what they're trying to do. all of this language is extremely deliberate. they know what they're doing, and you know it too. Christian pastor and doomsday preacher that's what they're calling him doomsday preacher uh Paul Begley has claimed the signs of the end times are coming to fruition. 're gonna we're gonna take a look later at who the who the true doomsday preachers are in our culture and it's not um it's not Paul Begley now uh now he he is a uh he he is like a, you know what would you call a prophecy researcher you could call him that uh, maybe even prophecy pastor um but doomsday preacher again this language is very deliberate they know what they're doing they're trying to Uh, Paint this guy as as a total lunatic, but it it, it says uh, the Indiana-based preacher said, "quote The rabbis of the Sanhedrin court are calling both mayor candidates to include in their plans for this city the rebuilding of the third temple." Folks, this is as close to biblical prophecy. I don't know what else to say. That's how close it's getting. And if you're a Christian, you're saying while the Messiah is coming, there's no doubt about it. Jesus of Nazareth, the the Savior of Nazareth, the Savior of the world, is going to return uh pastor begley enthusiastically claimed that we're now living in the last days. Uh now this shows the ignorance of express. Uh most Christians know that we've we have been living in the last days for about 2000 years because uh the the days from the first century and on are referred to in the bible as the last days. So the last days have been going on for 2000 years. Um and let's let's look at these quotes. Uh now of course all of these are taken out of context but if you look at them there's nothing really crazy here. This is as close to biblical prophecy, I don't know what else to say. Now, I haven't seen the video. I don't know where specifically they're getting this from, but if you think about it, this is as close to biblical prophecy uh in our day or or just of course, just by the way numbers work, we are we are as close to these prof- the prophetic times in revelation than we ever have been because it's future as time moves on you you get closer and closer to that event that's just how time works so there's nothing crazy about saying that um that's how close it is if you're a christian you're saying while wow, the messiah is coming there's no doubt about it jesus of nazareth the savior of the world is going to return that is very basic common uh, Christian belief. Uh, if you're a Christian, then you have a belief that Jesus is going to return. And you know who the Messiah is. The Messiah is coming. Jesus Christ is coming. He's going to return. That's a very foundational, basic Christian uh, belief. But people at Express, they hear that and they think it's crazy because they haven't taken two seconds to do research into what Christians believe. And why? Because they don't care. They just they just want to mock and smear us. And, you know, it, it, it's been the case uh from our enemies, that's been the case for two thousand years. But what what does the Bible say to do to our enemies? Do we retaliate? No, we pray for them and we try to share the gospel with them. Pray for pray for your enemies, because you know I'm I'm not trying to demonize the people at express even if they are demonized. The truth of the matter is um, they're prisoners of war in a war that they don't even know exists. So there's a spiritual war going on, has been going on for all all of time. Uh I guess technically that's not true. There was a time before angels fell, but it doesn't that that you know, you know what I mean. Uh the, the spiritual war has been raging for thousands of years at least, uh if not longer. And both side the, the the side of the enemy, they take prisoners of war, and the way they do that is by convincing or 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 deceiving human beings. Uh, into believing that a war doesn't exist. That's what Ephesians 6 is all about. That's why you know Ephesians 6 tells us that our true enemy, our actual enemy, the, 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 what we really need to be fighting against, our principalities, powers, and dark forces, all the spiritual agents in this war, not people, not humans. It says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We're not supposed to be fighting with other people. We're supposed to recognize that they're prisoners of war. They don't know what they're doing. You know, that, that, and I, I believe that's why Jesus, uh, when he was on the cross, said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. They know not what they do. It's because even those people, even those people crucifying Jesus, they, they're still, they were prisoners in a war that they likely didn't know existed, uh, at least not in the way that they believed it to be. Uh, now, you know, it, and, and there, there, there's other ways to look at that, but I think that's why Jesus was begging that that God forgive them because they just didn't know. Now even though even though we don't know uh even though there's a lot of things we don't know um we still have a responsibility to act in according to that and that's why the bible is 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 really adamant about preaching humility uh, humbleness having a humble attitude because we have to the, we get into trouble when we think we know more than what we do and we act on that you know that that's 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 what really got people in tr- That's why Jesus got crucified. That's why those crucifying him did that because they thought they knew more than what they did. And because of it, they, they, they killed our, they killed the Lord and savior uh, of, of earth. You know, they, they, they killed our Lord and savior because they thought they knew if they were more humble about it. And realized, well, you know, we really don't know who the Messiah is. Maybe, maybe this is the guy. You, 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 see, you see the humble people and the prideful people. You, you, you see them in the Gospels and what they do. The, one, the ones who are more humble, who have humility and realize they don't know everything, those were the people that eventually ended up converting <laughs> and going, going with Christ. Those were the people who, who wondered and, and wrestled with this and, and, and openly uh, admitted their own ignorance. The ones who felt like they really knew what was going on and, and acted on that belief, those were the ones who are likely perishing in hell right now. I mean, unless later on in their lives, if they ended up repenting for their mistake, uh, you know, you know we, we don't know. But if they never repented, then then they had to answer to that sin and they didn't have the blood of Christ to, to cover that and wash it away. Uh, so that's, that's the big difference. And that, that's why sometimes people get annoyed with me because I don't take a hard stance uh, on like prophetic things, especially, or, or some other stuff. And it's, it's really just cause I don't know. And I don't want to take a hard stance and be wrong, you know, take the chance of being wrong and then teaching people a bunch of stuff that wasn't true. I, I, I just, I don't want to do that. I don't think that's wise. And, and there's too many people doing that today. There are things I will take a hard stance on, like the identity of our Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, we know who our Savior is. I'll take a hard stance on that. But there are there are just some things that I won't, and I don't think Christians should. We're, we're never commanded to. Um. So. So that that's that's how you know the difference between you know if you're if you're looking for somebody uh for that that's gonna give you some good advice or guidance. I, I think that's a really good way to measure. You know, if somebody's prideful, they know the answer, they don't they don't entertain any other ideas like the group we're gonna look at in a moment. Um th- those are not people to follow. Th- th- those are people to stay away from. Uh they they think they know and they're gonna act on those actions, they're gonna act on those beliefs and they're going to cause a lot of trouble. This is, this is what we talk about, the Third Temple, and, and why I think it's so important that we go and preach the gospel in Israel. That's why, that's why we support ministries that do that. That's why part of your membership, if you're a member at Daily Renegade, part of your membership goes to supporting uh, ministries that minister to Jewish people. It's so important because these people that, that are building the Third Temple, they, think, they have a belief that they need a Third Temple, that they need a Messiah, They believe that Messiah is coming, and they're going to act on those beliefs. So when the Messiah slash Antichrist does come, if that is the proper interpretation of those prophecies, there are several ways that the Antichrist prophecies can be interpreted. This is one of them, Uh, a a false Jewish Messiah. If that happens, then the Jewish people that believe that, they're going to have that belief, and they're going to act on those beliefs. And that's going to be very bad for them and for the rest of the world. Um, and we don't want that. We we don't want that for people. We don't want people to be deceived. Uh, and so that's why, that's why it's so important that we go and preach what we do know who the savior is. We know who the savior is. That's something we absolutely do know all this other stuff. It does matter, but not to that same level, you know, it, it, it but what really matters is how we present our arguments. It matters that, that, that. We, we know that these are just beliefs, opinions. We don't know for sure because we're not there yet with prophetic stuff. Um, so that, that, that's important. All right. Continuing on, we'll we'll go over a little bit more of this. Of course, they got to get a picture. You know, I look at this picture of Paul. If you can see that, I, I look at that picture and I'm like, man, I, I just love this guy. You know, he 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 has he doesn't care what people think of him. He's going to pray on his show. He's going to worship Jesus. He's he's going to praise God, and I I love that. But they pick this picture of him here with his hands up like that because they think it makes him look crazy. It doesn't. Uh, this just shows how out of touch these media outlets are with with most of America. Uh we'll go through a little bit more of this and then we gotta get to members only content. But it says according to Irvin Baxter, that, that's somebody else who we've interviewed here on Peck Report. You can get that interview at dailyrenegade.com if you become a member. Uh th- and that's another guy that the the these uh media people like to smear and make look like total crazy people. And again, with with Irvin, I, I don't I don't believe everything, like I don't believe in all of his prophetic interpretations. I, I, I differ on, on um on some of the things that he says. But there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. Like, Irvin is fine. Like, he, like as long as you go into, and that's with any prophetic stuff, even stuff that I say, as long as you go into it knowing this is just this person's opinion, this is what they believe, no one knows for sure, go research. Look, look at what they say. Compare it with scripture. Compare it with other views of prophecy. Find out which one makes more sense to you. You know, you got to look into this stuff. Um but there, there's a lot of different there's a lot of different ways of interpreting prophecy, and any one of them could be right, you know. So the only thing we can do is compare all of these as time goes on, as current events start to unfold, and see just which one pairs out better. And it's not to see who's right or wrong; it's just to see which one we should be, you know, which position, not person, position, which position we should be following. It's really important, you know it, it's not about who's right and wrong. you know the left does this, people like express or people like media outlets like express they do this. They have a certain way of thinking and they project that onto other people, so they think they think that people are following uh Paul Begley, they're not following Paul Begley, the man they like his information, his audience likes his information uh and they find him they find him to be a useful source of information they're not following him as a man. So they, they think, but on the left, that's what they do. They follow individuals and not ideas. You know, Christians, conservatives will follow ideas. We we don't really follow individuals as much, uh, you know, except for Jesus. But, but besides that, you know, we're not as interested in the person as we are in the idea. Uh, but people on the left, they project. So on the left, they'll follow individuals. So they think everybody does that. They think, Paul Begley's audience follows Paul Begley. They 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 don't. They they support him, encourage him, they like him, uh, they pray for him, they love him, you know, all this stuff. But they they don't they don't follow him. They're they they're not in it because he's a leader like some kind of cult leader, and they're following him. You know, if if he tells somebody to do something wrong, they're not just gonna do it. You know, because it, it would be a bad idea, and they're more interested in the ideas that he talks about instead of him as a person. Um, now, again, on on a personal level. They're interested in him as a person because he's a nice guy and you know they, they want to pray for him and stuff like that but uh, they they're, they're not tuning into his show just l- like he's a cult leader but but people on the left do that so they project that I, they, they project that out to everybody they assume everybody does that so they they that's why they're not contending with Paul's ideas here they're trying to smear Paul himself they're not saying they're not leaving paul out of it and saying hey a bunch of crazy people think the world's going to end. They're not doing that. They're putting paul front and center on it because they believe if they can smear paul's name, then they they can um they, they they can uh you know, bash his whole movement or something. And he doesn't have a movement. Like they 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 just they got us all wrong, but they don't care to to get us right. So um We'll go through a little bit more of this. We got more to talk about, but so they, and they think the same thing about Irvin Baxter too. So according to Irvin Baxter of the end time ministries, the third, uh, holy temple will be rebuilt in the last seven years of the uh, world's existence. The doomsday, another, another, again, the doomsday preacher, you know, get some new words. The doomsday preacher, uh, said this will happen in the first three years of the end times and will be the most visible sign of the end times finally, uh, arriving. Mr. Baxter says, uh, as that, quote, as that cornerstone is laid on the Temple Mount, every network on earth will be televising this incredible event, end quote. Uh, and yeah, that's true. That will happen. So what's, what's, what, what's so crazy about that? Uh, and Rick Brinnegar and Dave Robbins of the End Time Ministries said, quote, the Bible prophesies in many places that a third temple will be built in the near future, in Matthew twenty four one through two, Jesus tells his disciples that the second temple will, would be utterly destroyed. From Matthew twenty four three, throughout the rest of the chapter, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives overlooking the second temple, and he prophesied of events that would occur near the end, uh, near the time of his second coming. All right. So what? Again, what they're trying to do with this? They're trying to paint all Christians as crazy because there's a lot of Christians in the country, and we typically don't agree with them uh, politically and they want to treat us like we're crazy so they can get more votes on their side. Well, I don't want to be a crazy person. I'll vote for Biden or whatever. It's crazy that they think people actually think like this. Like that this tactic would actually work. The only per- the only people they're convincing are people that already think that. People that already think Christians are crazy. They're not they're not making any new leftist converts with this stuff. You know, they're not convincing uh, you know, anybody who's like a a, a light christian or 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 somebody who's a moderate that oh well i read this thing on express apparently christians are totally nuts they're not convincing anybody but they think that they are and articles like this are clickbait they get clicks and that's really that's that's really what they're what they're in it for so um there there is more to that article if you want to go read it and look at how ridiculous it is but that that gets enough of it uh, across. Uh, we got to move on to members only content. If you haven't had a chance, make sure that you become a member at uh, dailyrenegade.com. And let's see, we got some... Uh, okay, apparently if I go to the ad, we lose audio. So let's not do that. Seems like I had somewhere in here in my program. Apparently I don't. But I thought I had... Uh... Thought I had some ads that kept the audio going. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We have we we have Kratom CBD uh, colloidal uh silver at dailyrenegade.com if you want. Uh, and just for the record, no, no one at Daily Renegade is saying colloidal silver is gonna cure coronavirus. It's ridiculous. Um uh, no, no one We we the reason I say that is because we've been getting hit really hard on YouTube lately, and I don't know if it's because We, uh, have, we, we have a link to a company that sells colloidal silver. Um, but you, usually when I promote it, I say, you know, look, some people have said anecdotally anecdotal evidence. Some people have said, uh, that, um, that they'll, they'll take it if they have a cold or whatever. Uh, but, and then I'll say, but you can clean with it. You know, you can use it in your house to, to like clean off your countertops and stuff and get rid of, get rid of these harmful chemicals that are under your sink where you drink your water, uh, you, you know. So I'll, I'll say stuff like that. But there's controversy going around about colloidal silver, and uh, I'm, I, I'm just stating for—I I can't speak for anybody else, but for my, myself and anybody else at—well, just for myself because I'm the only one that—I'm the only show on Daily Renegade that even has this uh, link to colloidal silver. I'm not saying it's going to cure anything. All right. Um, uh. So just for the record, just wanted to say that. Alright. Uh but but it's there if you want it. Uh so um Kratom, CBD if you got chronic pain. I have chronic pain, helps me out a lot. Again, just anecdotal evidence. Take it for what it's worth. And there's colloidal silver there too, if you want it. Uh but you should go become a member, dailyrenegade.com. Don't know if I'm gonna lose audio if I show you the screen. So let me see here what happens. See, I'm all I'm I'm kind of all out of whack now because uh I got a different setup here. Uh, So let's see what happens if I go to this. All right, yep, lost audio. But that is the website. DailyRenegade.com is where you can uh, get a membership. $10 a month or $100 a year. Get it now while it's still cheap. Uh, Don't wait. And I guess we'll call it good for there. Uh, Till next time, take care and God bless. Oh, wait, actually, members, hang on the line. We have something else to talk about because you need to know who the real uh, doomsday prophets are. If you want the rest of this pack report, uh, go to dailyrenegade.com, get a membership. You can see the rest of it. Uh, members, hang on the line. Everybody else, take care and God bless. Uh. All right, members only. Thank you for sticking with me. I, I am all out of sorts. It's been a long day. Um. But good, but good. Uh, I've been working on a lot of different things. Thank you for your membership. Thank you for sticking with us, for helping support us, for praying for us, especially. Uh, we, we really appreciate that. So let's talk about the real Doomsday Cult, because there is a Doomsday Cult, and it's not us. And it's funny, I want you to keep in mind the double standards here. So all the stuff that they mock, uh, people like Paul Begley and myself and Irvin Baxter and you know anybody else they can find. All the things they mock them for. Look at the double standards. Look at what they look at what they have in their own ranks. Uh, so let's take a look at this. Um, so this comes from C N S News. Candace Owens: The left is becoming a doomsday cult. The left actually is a doomsday cult, and all of the stuff that the left will blast Christians for on our prophetic stuff, they have way worse on their own side. Like, no Christian is saying that the world is going to end in a few years if we don't give the Democrats all the power imaginable uh, and let them run the world, basically. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. But, but Candace Owens is absolutely right. The left is becoming, and I would say not even becoming, it just is a doomsday cult at this point. Um, and there's some good points made here. So look at everything the left is doing with their doomsday stuff and then look at what look at what they mock us for i mean it's 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 they're blind they're ignorant uh they they're they're totally ignorant and they they don't even they don't even see it um so uh candace owens says uh candace owens who is a blexit which i think i think is black exit uh helping uh hel- helping inform black people about why democrats have have really done them wrong and to to leave the left and come come over to the right come over to conservatism. Uh, but, so that's what they mean by Brexit. You know, it's like black exit. You know, Brexit was, you know. Okay, so you get it. Uh, but she says, uh, quote, the left is becoming a doomsday cult, cult, end quote, fear-mongering about one apocalypse after another. Owens, whose Blexit movement seeks to introduce conservative values into urban society, took to Twitter to criticize liberals who are attempting to terrorize Americans by exaggerating the threat of the coronavirus, noting the left's, Previous Doomsday Scare Tactics, quote, weeks ago, we were all going to die from World War Three because Trump killed Soleimani, which was scheduled to take place before we were all going to die from climate change in 12 years. But now we're all going to die from coronavirus. The left is becoming a doomsday cult, end quote. They absolutely are. It is one doomsday thing after another, uh, and they can't, they can't keep their stories straight. You know, at least with Christians, you get some consistency. You know, at least with us, we say that well, Jesus is returning, and that's when that's when things are really going to change. And then you get a little bit, you know, you get some differences in how prophecies are going to play out. But. But, I mean, it's not this wildly different, and it's not one thing after another. You know, we're not every two seconds coming up with a new, a new Messiah to say is coming. You know, we're not saying, like, one day, you know, well, well it's Jesus that's coming back, and the next day, actually, you know, it's, it's the uh, Mahdi or something. You know, we're not doing that. They, they can't pick a lane. You know, they can't pick one doomsday scenario to stick with. You know, we, we have one. You know, we have one. Return of Jesus. That's when things change. Uh, And I I wouldn't even I don't even like the word doomsday because it's just been used to to mock us a lot. Uh, But that's our one doomsday scenario. If we got one, they have hundreds of them and they're and and they are so nuts with it that they, they will they will actually put themselves into such a small box that they'll say in the next 10 years like they don't even give themselves any time. You know, it's like it's like it's like we all made fun of the Harold Camping thing when that happened. If you remember that Harold Camping was this this old guy uh, who who said that he knew that the date of the rapture was going to be, I forget when this was twenty twelve or something like that. But um, he he predicted the date uh, and the year, and it didn't happen, and then nobody heard from him again. That's usually what hap- that that's what happens when Christians do it, but when Democrats do it, when leftists do it. They just come up with a new one. It's not that you don't ever hear from them again. You hear from them all the time, over and over and over again. Uh, Al Gore, he's still he's still in the news. How many how, how many doomsday prophecies has he been wrong about? Yet we still hear from him. You know, at least if a Christian is stupid enough to try and predict the date of the rapture, at least when he's wrong and gets mocked for it, typically he goes away. You know, typically you don't hear from him anymore. We haven't heard anything about Harold Camping after he made that false prediction. Uh, and the only reason that we heard about him was because the left were making fun of him. And we Christians, you know, we were making fun of him too because he kind of, you know, he, 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 he kind of had that coming, but... uh but but still it's it's totally different um when the left gets mocked for their false prophecies, all it does is embolden them, you know because they think that they're so right they can't be wrong, even when they're wrong uh so Candace Owens is right, uh so Owens then tweeted a response to. Uh, AOC or Alexandria Ocasio Cortez's claim that Vice President Mike Pence, who heads the Trump administration's response to the virus, quote, literally does not believe in science. End quote. That, that's what AOC says, and that's another that's another really popular thing on the left. You know, I I even saw I even saw this post from uh, Zoltan Istvan, and if if you guys don't know who he is, search his name and my name, and and I did a debate interview thing with him a while ago. Uh, he's he's uh, a leading transhumanist. He's running for president as well. As a Republican, for some reason. Um, and I, while I like Zoltan personally, um, I, I, I find him to be pleasant, you know, as it just on a human level, on a, as a human being, I consider him a friend, but I just disagree with everything that he says, like everything, everything he posts, everything that comes out of his mouth, I disagree with, but he disagrees with me too. The reason that I like him is we can disagree on fundamentally everything, but we're still, we still show each other respect. We we're still pleasant with one another. Um, you know, he, he doesn't hate me for my beliefs and I don't hate him for his, uh, I pray for him all the time, though, and I do still have hope that that he, if if he if he ever got saved, man, he he would be a a serious warrior for Christ. I think everybody should pray for Zoltan, and uh, I got a hashtag on Twitter going, pray for Zoltan. Uh, so if you could do that, that would be great. Um, I, I don't I don't like making fun of. Zoltan even even if I believe some of his beliefs a lot of them are ridiculous I don't like making fun of him because he he doesn't make fun of me but there are times where he will make fun of Christians broadly um and and um you know there there are times where you know I I, I'll say some things about transhumanists broadly too but but anyway but he he even posted something about that that Mike Pence shouldn't be in charge of the coronavirus thing because he doesn't believe in science uh, oh, oh, because because as a believer in God, he doesn't believe in science or something like that. And you know, I I uh, reposted it on on Fa- I shared it on Facebook and I said something like, you know, if it was me, I I wouldn't personally say that Zoltan has this specific belief just because he's a transhumanist. I, I wouldn't say that all transhumanists believe this thing, and so Zoltan must as well. Uh, you know, I would I personally would just contend with. Specifically, Zoltan's uh, arguments. So, what are Mike Pence's arguments? You know, what 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 problem does Zoltan have with uh, Mike Pence specifically? And, and I didn't get a response to that. But um, uh, but but that's what the left does. They they will throw everybody in this broad category and then and then just say one thing. And it's funny. As much as they preach against racism, as much as they preach against that kind of stuff, they do it quite a bit. Um, you know, you shouldn't, you should you shouldn't, you you shouldn't label every, everybody in a group one thing because that's prejudice or bigoted or racist, but it seems to be okay when they do it. But anyway, um, the thing with Mike Pence being in charge of the coronavirus thing, he's literally, he's literally the country's number two guy. Like there's nobody more powerful except the president himself that could be put in charge of that thing. It shows how important uh, Trump is taking, how seriously he's taking coronavirus. And I know he says stuff on Twitter and I I think a lot of that is, he's trying to downplay hysteria. He doesn't want people to go hysterical. And, you know, maybe, maybe he has, you know, publicly at least been a little, uh, a little too like lackluster about it, but, but he he put his number two guy in front of, nobody is saying that Mike Pence himself is going to play scientists and solve the coronavirus problem. That is ridiculous, and no one believes that. He's an administrator, all right? He's the one that's going to, that, 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 is, that has a team together. You know, he, he's, he's the one, like, oh, I don't know. It's like the president of McDonald's isn't the one flipping the burgers, right? Uh, it's probably a crude analogy, but it's like that. Nobody actually, th- it doesn't matter that Mike Pence isn't a scientist because that's not the job he's hired to do. He's hired to go and find the scientists to, to to make sure that this whole thing gets taken care of by the experts themselves so I would have to ask okay you have a problem with with Mike Pence uh, being in charge of this thing what decisions do you not agree with you know what 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 scientists on on the board or whatever what scientists that Mike Pence has decided are going to take care of this thing Wh- which ones do you disagree with and why uh, because they all have some pretty stellar resumes but Anyway, getting ahead of myself here, uh, but yeah. So AOC says that Mike Pence literally doesn't believe in science, which is just absolute. It, it's one of these stupid generalizations that non Christians will make about Christians, or that leftists will make about conservatives. Uh, when when really it's again, it's projecting. Like we talked about earlier, they're just projecting. They don't believe in science. Look at the abortion debate. They don't believe in science. They don't. They literally don't believe that that thing in a mother's womb is a human life. What else is it going to be? You know, they call it a parasite, like it's a tapeworm or something. They literally believe that is a different species than human. That's about as anti-science as it gets. And of course, they're anti-science on a number of other things, uh, you know, like climate change stuff and whatever. Uh, and, and, you know, th- you know, they'll say, well, 99% of scientists, that's actually not true. 99% of scientists do not agree uh with the with the climate change fiasco that's been been going on. Um and I've done peck reports on that. I'm not gonna rehash all that, but uh that that was a total lie that was fabricated, but still people on the left use that instead of doing two seconds of research and, and realizing that they're they're uh spreading lies. But they they don't they don't care about spreading lies because and this is a generalization, but the people doing that, the people spreading that around, they don't care about truth. Now, I'm not saying everybody on the left doesn't care about truth. I'm not saying that. But the people who are spreading the lies to, to get to get their policies uh, pushed and, and, and to, to whip everybody into a frenzy so they, can, so they can get more power, yeah, you don't care about truth if you're doing that. Um, but anyway, so AOC says that um, uh, Pence doesn't believe in science. Uh, then, so Candace Owens uh, says, uh, quote, AOC literally does not believe in history. Uh, end quote. Owens replied, noting that socialist principles like those Ocasio-Cortez promotes have resulted in millions of deaths worldwide, while no one has died in the U.S. from the coronavirus. Uh, Now, this this article, I think, is a little, and by the time that you're watching this, I record these ahead of time, uh, somebody in the U.S. might have died by now, but at the time that she said that, at the time that Candace Owens said that, that was absolutely true. Uh, you might be viewing this a couple of weeks after I recorded it, so um, uh, so that might that might not be true. But still, if there are deaths, it's very minimal compared to um, uh, the socialist principle stuff. Uh, quote. 2,800 people worldwide have been killed from the coronavirus. Zero people in America have been killed from the coronavirus. In other news, socialism has killed 100 million people in the last 100 years. AOC literally does not believe in history. And I would add to that, and I'm sure Candace Owens would too, uh, that, what is it, 70 million, 60 million babies every year uh, die from abortion because of the left's inability to accept science. Any biologist will tell you that is a human life all right so we're gonna we're gonna call it there thank you so much for joining me on uh peck report and uh please become a member um and subscribe to us on all of our alternative platforms because again these platforms are really small and they don't have a lot of users they they are trying to get uh more people to use their service and they're not censoring people so we need to leave youtube and support these other guys it's really important so make sure you do that um, and thank you again for being a member. Till next time, take care. God bless. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? <sighs> Ooh, a book club. <sighs> Computer solitaire, huh? <sighs> ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.